You're listening to The Treatment Room with Tess and Lauren, the podcast by estheticians, for estheticians, and those who seek to learn about their own skin from a professional's perspective. We're diving into our whys as licensed skincare therapists, sharing in our career journeys, and separating the gimmicks from the real heroes in skincare. Welcome to The Treatment Room. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Treatment Room with Tess and Lauren. This is Lauren. Hi, I'm Tess. Uh, Tonight, we're going to talk about our nighttime routines. We did an episode a little while ago about our morning routines, and now we're going to dive into our nighttime. So your evening routine is going to be super important. The nighttime is when your skin gets to do its repair function, and it's really going to absorb and use products a lot differently than it does in the morning. So we are going to go ahead and dive into it. We're going to do the episode a little different than how we did our morning routines, just because our nighttime routines differ from each other a lot more so than our mornings do. So I'm going to go ahead and start off with my nighttime routine and then Tess will go into hers. So yay! can't wait to hear. Yeah. So I guess to start with my routine, Of course, it always starts with uh, makeup remover. So Mm -hmm. even if I'm not using, or sorry, even if I'm not wearing makeup, I still will use a quote unquote makeup remover just to get off sunscreen, pollutants, just to really start with a clean slate before I go into a double cleanse. So right now I'm using Pharmacy Green Clean and it's like a, it's like a balm. So it is... It starts off thick like a balm and then goes into an oil and then rinses clean with water, which is amazing. So it's got tons of um, oils that are really great for your skin, but are not going to be clogging to your skin. It's going to also, again, like I said, rinse off clean. The way that they make that happen is by adding an ingredient into it that um, allows the product to emulsify with water. So it kind of turns milky and then rinses fully clean. And Mm. yeah, this stuff takes off all of your makeup, like every single ounce. It's like my favorite thing in the world. I know a lot of people really like that one and it, I've tried it before and it, it definitely removes your makeup. Yes. Yeah. And ever since I started using an oil cleanser or anything of the sort, I feel like I can't go back. Like I don't like using makeup wipes that could be a whole episode in itself, but you know, I love, (laughs) love, 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 love an oil cleanser or a balm cleanser, anything that goes oily and rinses off clean. I am there for it. Love that for you. What? I said love that for you. (laughs) So next I go in for a double cleanse. So I am using the Caudalie cleanser, which I talked about in the first episode of our morning routines. So I won't go into too much detail, but it's a foaming cleanser, super gentle, not stripping on the skin. So I go in with that with um, for my second cleanse. And then I also do use a cleansing tool, which again, Tess and I are going to go into a little more detail on tools in another episode. But I like to use a silicone cleansing device. I have a Foreo that I love. I feel like it gets my skin really, really clean, gets every ounce of makeup off, and it's not stripping. It's not too exfoliating. So love that. And then next up, this is kind of where my routine differs. So, and this is, this is why we wanted to start up because we both have probably a billion products that we use every week, but not, not the same thing every single night. So one thing I do always use is a retinol. So right now I'm using the PCA skin intensive age refining treatment, which is a 0.5% retinol. Okay. I've heard so much about that line from other estheticians. Yeah, I haven't tried it yet. To be totally honest, I don't know too much about the, the whole line itself. Yeah. I actually got this at IECSC in New York. um, I've been loving it so far. I haven't had any irritation from it. They have multiple different types of retinols. Like they have, like this one is the age refining treatment. And then they have one that's a more brightening version. So they they have retinols with different sub ingredients that kind of cater towards different concerns. So this is the age refining one. It's 0.5%, which is 
um, not too, too strong. And I haven't had any irritation with it, which is good, even when I first started using it. So I have a question. <laughs> okay, so and I realized we didn't talk about this in our last episode. We haven't really talked about like our skin type. How would you classify your skin type just briefly? So if somebody's somebody listening, maybe they can compare their skin to yours or if they're thinking about a product, integrating a product you're mentioning. What yeah. is your skin type, Lauren? So interesting. That's that's great, Tess. So I have, I would say, normal combination skin. I have some some oilier areas. I was very, very, very acne prone, which I talk about in my solo episode, but incredibly acne prone. Cystic acne as a teenager. And mm. I do still break out hormonally. And if my diet is bad, but um, not in the regular cycle of a quote unquote acneic person. So I would say more normal combination, um, skewing a little more towards the oily side. And I do have um, a little bit more reactive skin. So things like certain peels that other people might not feel so much, I do get a little more red from. So a little more oily on the normal oilier side, and then a little teeny tiny bit reactive and I can break out. So. Okay. Good to know. Yes. And then Tess, what's your... Okay. So I have a, a tricky skin and it was always really easy throughout my whole adolescence, throughout most of my life. And then it's been, I'd say just like getting into my mid twenties and beyond, it's just gotten progressively trickier. And I think it could be attributed to a few things. It could be Hashimoto's and just having a weakened immune system, having a lot of inflammation in the body, and could also be forms of birth control, could be different food sensitivities. So I've been dealing with acne, and I would say that's my primary concern, just really prone to acne. And my breakouts are the tiny little white papules. Usually I'll get one larger like cyst during the month, but that's pretty unusual for the most part. It's been these really annoying little white papules, like jawline, chin, cheeks. It's really frustrating. And I think having that, it's it's interesting as an esthetician because I think on the one hand, a lot of times people look to us and expect us to have perfect skin, but on the other hand, it's just, it's not realistic. And a lot of estheticians and really good estheticians, I think, have struggled with breakouts and it makes them that much more empathetic. And also it really gives you a purpose to try to figure things out. And it's something I really sympathize with people because acne is so complex and it's so hard to pinpoint. Mm -hmm. So I would just say my skin is normal, but breakout prone, really it's it tolerates things somewhat normally, little on the reactive side, but I do have very fair skin and it's difficult to extract because I have a lot of tiny little capillaries that can easily get distended if someone were to just, you know, go ham on extractions. So a little bit tricky skin, but that was probably more than you asked for. <laughs> no, that was yes. great. So you can't I know that we've talked about this before, but like you can't really pinpoint a pattern to your breakouts at all, like as far as diet or, you know, anything like that. It's and it's so interesting because, you know, me and I think a lot of people, if you follow me on whatever social media, you know, like health and wellness is like number one for me. It comes yeah. first. So I've been the past few years on a really like low inflammatory low FODMAP diet, a lot of fish, a lot of vegetables. I don't drink. I mean, if I have like sugar, it's usually not candy. It's more so like smoothies and a little bit of chocolate with, you know, like coconut sugar. Like I'm so mindful of that. I don't know. So it, it's not like I really have those nights of like pizza and burgers, which like call me unrelatable. It's just not my thing. But it could be like a little bit of peanuts in something like, but it's just that to a degree where it's like, how strict can you get with yeah. diet? Like I don't eat 
dairy and cheese, but it's really tough to pinpoint. It's not connected to like a certain time of the month because it's a little bit more consistent. So Lauren, I'm, yeah, I'm sure you have ideas for me. Like that's the thing. You never have all the answers as an esthetician. You can always learn from someone else. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think it's important what you said about all the pressure that we put on ourselves to have perfect skin and have all the answers. And that's just, it's just not realistic because I mean, we're human just like everyone else. We just have a different you know, set of knowledge and skills than the average person. But it doesn't mean that a doctor isn't going to get sick or isn't going to, you know, have any type of illness. So a perfect point, Tess. But yes, I have a million and 10 different ideas, but we can talk about that in another episode. Yeah, yeah. We can, it sounds like a personal problem for me, but we'll still talk. <laughs> so, anyways, back to my retinol. I use this pretty much every night. Um, and I do use it with AHAs um, sometimes and BHAs sometimes, which I'll get into in a second. So pretty much my every evening um, routine is going to be remove my makeup with Green Clean, a double cleanse with the Caudalie Cleanser, retinol treatment. And then for my moisturizer, I'm, I'm using the Tata Harper Hyaluronic Acid Gel Moisturizer, which is mm. new for her. And I love it. It's, it's, she says that it's a weightless uh, daily hydration and it, for the most part it is, but I do feel that it's slightly heavier than what I use in the morning, which is that Dr. Barbara Sturm uh, face cream light. So I use this in the evening with the hyaluronic acid. It has tons. I mean, if you guys know Tata Harper, it's got tons of botanicals and antioxidants and just really, really, really great uh, antioxidants and plant ingredients basically for your skin. That's going to be super nourishing and super hydrating for the skin. So, so that's my moisturizer that I use every single night. And then from there, I'm going to talk to you guys, just kind of tell you the, the treatments or the serums that I use intermittently throughout the week. So sometimes I, there's kind of two, two different exfoliations that I like to use throughout the week. Okay. Three different types of exfoliations that I like to use with throughout the week. So I love exfoliation is my favorite word. So I'm eating all of it up. I literally cannot, <laughs> I can't choose one. I just, and I probably would benefit if I, if I was a little more succinct with what exfoliation I use, you know, more regularly, but I love the Dr. Dennis Gross, um, alpha beta peels, shocker, not the first person to say that, and I'm sure everybody knows about these, but it's a it's a two-step. You have the one the one pad that you put the acids on with, and then a neutralizing pad as well. He says to use this every night, which I think it's crazy town. That's ridiculous. And I just like I've met I've met Dr. Dennis Gross reps who say, I ask them and I say, look. It seems crazy. <laughs> and they just, they, they're like, deny, deny, deny. Deny. I'm like, no, there, you can't tell people to use something this strong every single night. It's just crazy. I have a lot of clients that do. And a lot of them tell me that they find it's calming for their skin. And I'm what I, Oh, I mean, if if there's salicylic in it, I could understand it could be a little helpful for inflammation if that's the kind of peel it, il- peel it is. But I just think in general, it's way too harsh and you're going to compromise the barrier. Yeah, I think maybe at first, if they are dealing with like an excess buildup of sebum or, or skin cells, that yeah, maybe they could have that in the first few weeks. But yeah, I think over time, you're just going to end up really compromising your barrier and creating so much sensitivity in your skin. I would think so. And I just don't understand, is the benefit just to sell more products that like I'm maybe naive, but I feel like I'm missing something because if they're playing the long-term game, I just don't see the payoff. Right. And I, you know, maybe, maybe it's more targeted. I don't know, because like I said, I've talked to the reps before and they say, every single night is totally fine because my thought was maybe, maybe it's a two week intensive treatment. You know what I mean? And then after that you go two or three times a week, I think maybe that could be beneficial for someone, but every single night forever, you're going to run into some issues, I think. 
So and that's the tricky part with at home peels. There's no esthetician there to instruct how to use it or if it's right for your skin type. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So yeah. That's the risk, but yeah. So more is not necessarily better, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> and sometimes it's hard to control ourselves. Cause like we said, we love exfoliation, but yeah. So I use, I use this probably once or twice a week, uh, just depending on the other things that I'm using during the week. And like I said, I don't have, I wish I had more of a succinct kind of on one, on Monday, I do this on Wednesday, I do this, but I just, to be honest, don't, because I do whatever I feel like my skin needs at that time. That's not wrong. I think that's great. Yeah. For the sake of the podcast, it would be better if I (laughs) had more of a structure, but, but yeah, I do basically what I feel like my skin needs at that time. Like you know, if it's, if it's time for an exfoliation, quote unquote, then, but my skin feels a little sensitive or doesn't really feel like it needs it. I won't do it. I'll wait because I don't want to, I don't want to compromise my skin just for the sake of the routine. So. And that's why in the treatment room, sometimes I have a hard time giving people a hard and fast rule with exfoliation or certain products. I, I try to always mention, I would, you know, recommend two to three times a week, but listen to your skin. If it feels a little bit sensitized, don't push it because I'm saying three times a week. Exactly. You just have to listen to your skin. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's so much that can, that can play into how your skin feels that goes so far beyond just your products. Like, Oh, true. You know, I went camping a few weeks ago at this place called the sand dunes and Um, which is a national park here. And it was super windy. There was literally sand blowing at us. I got wind burn on my skin. I got, I'm sure I got a little bit of a sandblast, you know, a little nature (laughs) microdermabrasion. Yeah, you can get perioral dermatitis from even like the wind or crazy conditions. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I got home, it was like, you know, part of me wanted to do an exfoliation to just really clean my skin and and get back to right. ground zero. But I was so pink after all that, that it was like, there's no possible way. It's just no retinol, just a light cleanse and moisturizer and oil. And that was like it. And I told my friends the same thing. I'm like, don't you dare go home and put a Clarisonic to your skin. Come <laughs> <laughs> for you. <laughs> so next up, one of my other treatments that I love to use Uh, Oh, and one thing that I, I don't know how I didn't mention this when I was talking about my skin type, I am extremely melasma prone. Okay. The worst. So I've never had to deal with it, but it's, I know it's really frustrating for people. Yes. So mine's caused by birth control, which I'm still on. I'm sure I would see improvement if I got off of it. So it's kind of my own cross to bear, but it's something that I that I definitely struggle with. Something that I've improved a lot though, because when I was living in Hawaii, it was so out of control. Just from the daily exposure being so much greater, closer to the equator, and just the heat there that just never stopped. So since being in Colorado, yeah. it's calmed down a lot. I've been using a lot of good products on it. And one thing that I've been using is another Dr. Dennis Gross product, and it's his clinical grade IPL dark spot correcting serum. So this is a 10% lactic acid, sorry, okay. 10% L-ascorbic acid, and it's got kojic and it has lactic as well. So I think it's a 10% combination of those three, L-ascorbic, lactic, and kojic. So this one I love. I use it again, like once or twice a week, just depending, I try not to exfoliate more than three times per week, because I feel like at that point, that's when my barrier gets a little compromised and I start to get a little sensitive. So all of these exfoliations, and I have one more to tell you guys about, but all three of these, I try not to use more than three times per week just to keep everything exfoliated, but still healthy. So I really like this. I um, think it would be great for someone who is really, really, really targeting their melasma. Right now I'm kind of in maintenance mode, but if you were really needing to target melasma, I think using this a few times a week would be amazing for that. Okay. Do you count using your Freo as exfoliation? No, not at all. Because I think it's, it's more, it's not an exfoliation that's going to loosen any skin cells it's just going to sweep away what's already dead loose and ready to go so it's not such an exfoliation that anyone would see any adverse effects from it so I use mine every single night especially if you get the sensitive skin one so if you're like a little 
you know, concerned about it, I would say get the sensitive skin one. And then it is, it's so gentle. It's, it's incredible. Okay. And then lastly, my last, at least my last exfoliating product is the Oskia London liquid mask lactic acid micro peel. And again, this is a 10% lactic acid and it also has niacinamide and pro vitamin B5. So amazing for inflammation. Niacinamide is kind of a new ingredient to my routine and I love it so much. So this is this is a peel, not a, it's not like a peel peel, but it's like you could put it on and take it off after 10 to 15 minutes if you have more sensitive skin or you can sleep in it. And I tend to sleep in it. I don't have any sensitivity, no redness. It doesn't really even tingle at all. And I just love it. I feel like it's, if you know, it's, it's 10%, which isn't super high, but it's also not super low. So I feel like I get a good exfoliation from it, but without any sensitivity or adverse effects from it. Okay. I want that. <laughs> I know. I want this too. I'm like, I'm like savoring every little drop of it. Cause this is another product that I got at a show that I just loved. I think it's like $90 retail. Yeah. Oh. But I would say for how often you use it and how much you get, I'm trying to see how much this is. So it's one fluid ounce. It's $90. And it says on the back to use two to three times a week. So if you're using this two to three times a week, it it's, it's going to last you quite a while. You don't need that much of it. So, and then from there, so those are kind of my treatments, my exfoliations that I do, um, you know, throughout the week, a few times a week. And then from there, I like to usually use an oil on top of everything after my moisturizer to, to, like we said in in our morning routine, just as an occlusive product, add extra Mm -hmm. uh, moisture into your skin and just lock everything in. And I have a number of different oils that I like to use. Um, the brand Leolani is great. They have some really amazing oils that are not communogenic, not going to clog your pores at all. And then I also have one by, um, what is this brand called? Salt by Hendrix, which I, have you heard of them? No. So I hadn't either until Pop Sugar uh, Playground in New York. And this was in their like goodie bag. And it is a facial, it's a, it's called their mermaid oil is the one that I use. And I love it because it has neroli in it, which is like, so calming for the skin and it just smells amazing. So I just, depending on the night, I like to put a little oil on to kind of lock things in and also to prep for any like little gua sha treatment or anything that I want to do. Oh yes. We love gua sha. Best. I can't, it's it's hard to go without it. It just feels so good. I know. No, I notice the difference. Yes. Yeah. yeah, It's incredible. To me, to me, it's like a magic eraser. Like if you compare the sides, it's crazy. Oh, yeah, because yeah, it just flushes so much of those toxins and the lymph out that it really, really, really can sculpt and contour your skin. Yeah, and it does so much for dark circles. So we'll have to dive into that more in our tools. Yeah, definitely. So so that's it. That's Oh, and my eye cream is the same, of course. It's the same eye cream that I'm using in the morning, the Naturopathica Vitamin K Brightening Eye Cream. But again, I went over that in the morning routine. So you guys can hear a little more in depth about that if you listen to that episode. But that's it for me. Cleanse, treat, moisturize, and then an oil is basically my routine at night. Perfect. That's amazing. Okay. I will get into mine. And just like Lauren, I'm a little bit, I guess I'll just, you can call me old reliable. Lauren has all the trendy, like knows what's up because she's around a lot of those new brands. If I haven't made this clear before, I work at a medical spa and we sell all professional grade plant-based products. We blend everything in house. So I really stick to one brand for the most part. There's a few things that I weave in or I want to try just for the sake of comparison, but I'll just get right into it. So the first step I do is remove makeup and I actually don't do this every night, only if I have a lot of eye makeup or, you know, eyeliner on. And the two I opt for, I think it's really important to look for an oil-free makeup remover and one that doesn't have 
added fragrance. So mine is by Paula's Choice and it has aloe and green tea, great for all skin types, even sensitive skin types. And it's just really non-irritating. So I like that about it. And for me, just being so acne and breakout prone, I try to minimize my oils in my routines. I think it's really important, and Lauren does this too, if you do use a oil cleanser, always follow up with something else because you don't want to leave that residue on your skin. But I will either opt for that or the Rejuvi K Cleanser. I don't know if you watch Narita Joy, Lauren, but she's an incredible resource. I feel like I tag you in something. I, so you know who she is. I love Narita. We love Narita. Spirit animal. She replied to one of my comments <laughs> one time. I was like, the queen herself. <laughs> she's such a queen. We worship yeah. the ground she walks on. Love her. And she's an Aussie, obsessed. Yeah. So. She uses Rejuvi, the Rejuvi line at her spa, and she always talks about the K cleanser, which is an aloe-based cleanser, and she's a big proponent of a non-foaming cleanser. I use a foaming cleanser, but I like this one. If I just I think there's those mornings where you just want something super light or you want to use it as a first cleanse. It's a really nice, just gentle, soothing, non-foaming cleanser that I think anyone could use. So I really like just having that as an option. And sometimes I'll use that kind of in place of like a oil cleanser, just because I find it's too risky for my skin. But okay, so after that, I will just go in normally with my chamomile cleanser. And I did mention this one in my morning routine. This is Derma Plus's like probably like most sold product. It's an incredibly soothing, mild cleanser that is SLS free. And it just has chamomile and jojoba, really nice basic cleanser. It foams up really nice but you don't get that harsh agent that's um, sodium lauryl sulfate. So I use that. A lot of times I'll use a warm washcloth, and I think this is a great option if you're somebody who's really used to reaching for a makeup remover, which Lauren and I are not big fans of, and we can definitely <laughs> dive more into that in another episode. They tend to just have a lot of preservatives and fragrance, not the best. So I say avoid them. They kind of just smear your makeup around. Anyhow, I think a warm washcloth is great because it really gets under that fine facial hair we all have and it helps to remove the cleanser, removes the makeup. And the chamomile cleanser I just mentioned does a great job of dissolving makeup on its own just because it has jojoba and little light oils in it already. So I like that a lot. Have you seen those little those little rounds that people are using? It's like a do you know yeah. what I'm talking about? It's like a it's like a washcloth, but it's round, and somehow it's like a magical makeup removing pad that is reusable. Yeah, yeah, we sell them at Derma Plus. Oh. They're incredible. Yeah, yeah, you would love it. I cannot wait to bring you in. Oh, but I want to try. And you're such an eco-friendly queen, so I feel like that's so up your alley. Yeah, totally. Love that. Yeah. Yeah, love that in place of, like, cotton rounds. But, yeah, so those are amazing. And then I normally go in with a toner, and I will alternate between the hydrating toner. I mentioned this in my morning routine. This is the one with hyaluronic, panthenol, just very soothing and calming and hydrating. So alternate between that and Derma Plus's purifying toner. This is a great option if you are struggling with congestion, whether it be blackheads or whiteheads, or you just want to do it for maintenance to kind of help dissolve that congestion and the glue that kind of holds cells together, prevents the oil from getting out. So this is our purifying toner. It's going to help balance and calm the skin. And it has a very light concentration of salicylic and a little bit of distilled witch hazel, which I know witch hazel is a super popular ingredient and I know like that Thayer's witch hazel is really popular and 
I tend to not be a fan of just straight up witch hazel, especially kinds that have alcohol in it. I think it needs to be distilled and just kind of buffered with other things. So that's why I prefer this toner. People love it. It's incredible. It does great things for acne and congestion. So I will use a toner and then... Usually I apply just a little bit of the Replenix Hyaluronic Acid Serum, which is a professional grade hyaluronic acid, really beautiful bottle and just really lovely to use. I'll apply that and then I will alternate between two different serums. I have an AHA BHA serum called Alpha Beta X from Dermaplus. Everyone <laughs> It's the name confused and they're like, the XYZ serum, I forget what it's called, but I love it. It's it's just so nice. It has lactic, glycolic, and salicylic, which sounds a little bit like you'd be like, whoa, that could be a lot, but it's just so gentle. The concentrations are so low that it's just like exfoliating, but hydrating. I think you would like that one a lot, Lauren. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's great for anti-aging or acne. So I love that. And I will do that on a night with my hydrating toner. Um, Sorry, I will do that on a night with my purifying toner. And then I will alternate my next product, which is my retinol. And I only use that with the hydrating toner because it's just too much with the salicylic with the purifying toner. That was probably confusing. But basically, I just try not to overuse my strong toner and my strong serum on the same night. So the retinol I use is Retin-A, and I know this is controversial. Um, So this is a 0.025 tretinoin from my doctor. So this is something you would get prescribed. We also prescribe it at Dermaplus. But this has been really helpful in terms of my acne, in terms of just dissolving that congestion within the pore and keeping it clean. I know a lot of times people ask, like, how can I get my pores to look small? And the thing is, like, skin is skin. Is skin. It's going to have imperfections. Skin is going to have pores. It's just, it's not what we see on Instagram where it's this, you know, flawless Paris filtered thing. Like you're going to have pores, but Retin-A can really help minimize the congestion within the pore and just keep them clean so they appear smaller. Okay, Tess. So I have a question, more of like an opinion question for you about retinol. So Narita, the queen. Narita, is it Narita or Narita? Shoot. Oh, I don't know. Uh-oh. Okay. Please don't. <laughs> Narita, Narita, please don't be offended. <laughs> if we're it's saying your name wrong, we love you so much. So, so here's my question. I feel like I've heard her say in her videos that she doesn't like a prescription strength Retin A. You would be correct. I know this is her opinion, and I know yeah. she's not the only one. And retin-A certainly does not work for everyone. So it's just, it's a controversial thing. So it's, yeah, it just goes to show estheticians can have totally varying opinions. I I don't know that I agree with everything she says. Like, I do believe there is a place for a foaming cleanser. And I think her perspective is that you need to be almost like grade three or four grade acne living in Hawaii to use a foaming cleanser. And it's just not my personal mentality. So maybe she's just a little bit more conservative. I believe Shani Darden also believes like you shouldn't use a prescription grade Retin-A. But at the same time, there can be over-the-counter retinols that are just as strong as a prescription. So... It's a little bit blurred, I think. Yeah, like totally. My prescription is 0.025 and yours was what, 0.5? Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah, because I think that it also just goes to show that every esthetician has a different opinion and just a different philosophy and a different 
you know, just way of doing things. And, and there's no right answer. It's just, it's just everybody has a different, a different view on things. So that's interesting. I just was curious what your thoughts were based on uh, what she says. No, I, I actually think about that a lot. And it would be so interesting to just shadow someone like her and watch. And I'd like to see like her results of using a non-foaming cleanser even on her acne clients. And it, it seems like she gets really wonderful results, but it's never been in my practice. So mm-hmm. it's just, I'm intrigued. I'm very yeah. intrigued. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll move on. So I typically cap the night with the same moisturizer, and that is just the Hydrator by Dermaplus. It is our oil-free moisturizer packed with a lot of anti-inflammatories and hyaluronics, aloe, so just very great for post-acne trauma and for helping the skin recover from any injuries. It just feels great. I think a lot of guys really like this one too because it's so lightweight. There's no oil, so it's just a great like non-greasy soothing moisturizer. And then as far as eye cream, I tend to choose the vitamin K eye cream I've mentioned in my morning routine. I love that one. Really supports the blood flow and just getting things moving because they can get so stagnant in that area. And I actually did. I don't know if you ever do this, Lauren, but I purchased something after watching an esthetician on Instagram. And do you ever follow Noi Skincare? She's a washer lady. Oh, no, I don't. Oh, you would love her. She's so fabulous. Her life, just you would die. She has she has flawless skin. Her mom was an acupuncturist. So she just doesn't have like a single fine line because she's done so much acupuncture on her face. And she's just a big proponent of gua sha. I've actually taken her course online. It's really oh, incredible. Gua sha. Yeah. And so she always recommends the Opti Crystal Liquid Crystal Eye Serum by Cosmetics. Okay. Have you ever so cosmetics? No, because that's so funny that you say that because I always see um Lorena and oh shoot. yeah Casey no? yeah yeah yeah. um I always see them using cosmetics and I really want to try it but the Opti Crystal I mean just the color of it makes me want to buy it it is so expensive and bougie. <laughs> you have it right you tried it yeah I have it it's gorgeous I can't say I've seen a difference to be honest but uh, I don't know if it's my fault or what <laughs> I don't know. I don't, for some reason, the application of it is honestly a little bit weird for me because it's a very thick consistency. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't blend like a moisturizer or an oil. It's just very sticky. It's almost like honey. It feels like honey, but it's like this gorgeous, like purpley blue, pink luminescent color. Yeah. It's very pretty. But interesting. So you'd almost have to really pat it into the skin, like rubbing would probably not work so well. Exactly. I think you just want to tap with that one. Mm-hmm. And I think cool. you can use it underneath an eye cream or alone. I've just been using it alone, but so far mm-hmm. it's okay. I don't know if it was worth the price tag, but I don't know. Very. It's so hard to say when you're not doing just that one thing for yeah, you know, exactly. a dedicated amount of time. But those are my normal skincare routine items. I then just have a couple masks I use throughout the week. And these are incredible masks. I feel like everyone can benefit from these. The first is the Dermaplus Recovery Gel. And it is an aloe and hyaluronic acid-based mask. So Lauren, like, sew up your alley. Sounds amazing. It's so amazing. I want to bathe in that. (laughs) You, I do bathe in this. It's it's so good. But when you put it on, I always warn clients it can tingle a little bit because the aloe works to 
actually like penetrate and hydrate and heal the skin. So you'll feel it kind of moving past those little micro tears in the skin. Mm. And at first you're kind of like, ah, what is this? Like, is this a good tingle, bad tingle? It's totally normal. It always subsides within a minute, but I love this. I'll do a little bit of facial massage with this. I'll do it when I just need hydration and I will even layer it underneath the mineral clay mask, which is my last item. And that is just a kaolin and bentonite clay mask, but it's a very special mask because it's so gentle. There's not a lot of clay masks that are gentle enough for everyone or really anyone to use. Like I know that Aztec clay mask that's popular on Amazon. This is like the right version of that. Like that one does have kaolin and bentonite clays. They have the right thoughts and those are amazing ingredients, but they really need to have a bit of a buffer. And this is buffered with glycerin, vitamin E, zinc, amazing calming Mm anti-inflammatory. So this is just not only does it like help pull out impurities, but it's going to calm that inflammation that people with acne have. So it's amazing in the treatment room. It's amazing a couple nights a week. You can leave it on for even up to 20 minutes and it's just really calming. Sometimes I'll use it just to spot treat. So I think it's really, really incredible. And almost everyone can use both of of these masks. Unless you're super, super sensitive, I would maybe say Don't do the recovery gel. It could be a little too active on the skin. And if you have an allergy to aloe, that is one thing I've noticed. Like if you have an allergy to aloe, the Dermaplast products aren't for you because it's just, it's in everything. But other than that, um, really incredible incredible products. And that is my whole nighttime routine. That's so interesting. I want to try that clay mask because I've, you know, I've tried the Aztec healing clay. I wanted everyone was raving about it for so long. I wanted to try it out and, and I did. And it's so, so, so aggressive. Yes. You'll feel your face pulsing. Like it can cause chemical burn. I was reading Celeste Rodriguez has a post on like it causing a chemical burn for one of her clients. That's so interesting. I'm pretty sure I had a reaction, maybe not a full-on chemical burn, but I remember using it one time, taking it off, and my skin was just so red. And to have that just from a clay mask is kind of insane. I there's just no buffer. It's just like straight up the powder. And I would say like use it on your armpits or like your face. Maybe like you don't have to throw it out, but it's just too strong for the face. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. So I want to try that. That sounds like an amazing mask. I don't do too many masks. There's there's new ones from Image called, it's like their, I think it's like their hydrogel sheet Mm. masks or something. Loved, 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 loved those. And of course I got some at a show and I ran out and I haven't repurchased, but yeah, I should probably do more masks just on a weekly basis, especially as it's getting colder here in Colorado. I probably need to start, you know, you got to get recovery gel and the mineral clay. Okay. Because (laughs) yes, I think it's $7 to ship. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere in the U S yeah. That's awesome. So yeah. Yeah, man, I think, I guess that wraps it up. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything else to add or any questions about everything I just talked about? I don't think so. I mean, your products always sound so amazing. Every time we talk about something, I want to buy it immediately. Like her <laughs> with influencers, I'm like, every time I talk to you, I'm like, I need that and I want to try that. And <laughs> That's the thing. It's really hard to go wrong with Dermaglass unless you do have like a true allergy. Everything is so mild, but at the same time, professional grade. So it's like clinically based and really results driven so it's a phenomenal line so yeah yeah. that's awesome yeah 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 Yeah. I'm really happy and like even though I struggle with breakouts and that may never change like I just have so much inflammation in my body from autoimmune issues like my skin is strong and it can recover from things faster and I don't have pigment that lasts a long time so Mm -hmm. 
And that's one thing to remember, like investing in good quality skincare and professional grade products where you can like scars will fade. Acne doesn't have to last forever, whatever condition it may be like hyperpigmentation. Like that's where estheticians really come in and you can really help change people's skin. And you may be looking at skin that's been using the wrong products for, you know, however many years. And that's where you can kind of start reversing things for them. So it's really an incredible thing. And I really look forward to my morning and nighttime routines. And I know you feel the same, Lauren, it's like really therapeutic and just nice to have that time to like do something for yourself and see the benefits. Absolutely. And I think that our skin is also always changing. And what might work for you right now, maybe won't work in five years, or you might need to change something up. Like I have a I have a friend who recently texted me a few weeks ago. And she was actually we used to live together. And she, she was telling me that she she's always had great skin, like very few breakouts, very normal as far as oil production goes. And, and she told me that she was having this major breakout on her forehead, like huge Mm -hmm. cystic acne on her forehead. And she was, she's seeing a naturopathic doctor who tested her liver and she's got a little bit of imbalance and is, you know, so she's taking things internally, but she, she wanted my opinion on, you know, external, what she's using on her skin. And she was telling me that she was using super, super, super basic products. Um, she was cleansing with just honey she was using um, mm-hmm. just oil as her hydration with, of course, a, t- a hydrating toner to allow those to sink in. She's also very much into the skincare world, but she doesn't have a license. So I, I told her, I said, let's, let's get rid of all the oils because, you know, even though she's been using oils for so many years and has no issues with them, there's clearly something going on that's creating this, this overproduction of oil and Um, you know, skin cells compacting and everything. So I told her, cut out the oils. You'll be able to use them eventually again, but for now, cut them out. Let's see how it, how it goes. And almost immediately within 48 hours, she texts me. She's like, I'm already seeing a difference from not using the oil. So it's just, you just have to really focus on what your skin is, is doing at this moment. And if you're having something like that, you've got to definitely seek professional help and just see, you know, how you can change because, you know, she'll be able to use oils eventually again once once things internally calm down. But in that moment, the oils are just a no-go. Yeah, no, that brings up such a good point. And I think people can really run in circles trying to self-diagnose and they look at bloggers and see oils are super popular. Everyone's using them to cleanse, apply mm-hmm. in their serum, to hydrate. And it's just over time, it can really build up on the skin And I think a lot of people try to like use things in their kitchen or see things on Pinterest. And you have to remember, like those are food grade products. They're not really meant for the face. So I think like seeking a professional's opinion and, you know, like getting that guidance when you need it, because as great as natural products are, like some botanicals can be very caustic and you know, maybe too active for her. So I think, yeah, just getting a professional's opinion, like is the best thing to do when in doubt. And sometimes I see people who don't have any routine at all and they're getting their first facial and it's so exciting because you can strip things back and, you know, start them fresh with new things. And that session is so much more than just getting out, you know, all the extractions, it's, it's a learning lesson for them. And it's a time they can really make the most of it by asking whatever they want. And you can find out so many things, what laundry detergent, what toothpaste, Mm -hmm. what their diet is like, all these things, like, don't be afraid to ask questions and don't be afraid to, to speak up when things are probably not working for them like you did, Lauren. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's just, it's so, it's so individual. And that's where I sometimes find myself cringing when I see people, you know, influencers on Instagram who they mean no harm, but they just don't, you know, they're recommending this product and that product. And it's like, you know, you can't necessarily do that in the sense of, you know, not everybody can use that product. It's not going to be good for every single person. So yeah, definitely seeking professional help and just knowing that your skin changes. It's not just because it works for you now doesn't mean it's going to work in five years and you just got to 
keep working mm-hmm. in harmony with your skin. It's all holistic. And I actually talk about that a lot in my in my solo episode about that's totally my philosophy, as is yours, Tess, of just it's all holistic. It's all yeah. one big ecosystem that yeah. we put in our bodies, what we do with our bodies, what we put on top, you know, the, our products, it all works together. Yeah. And how, how we sleep, like how our quality of life is like, are you happy? Like sometimes people are so stressed out and they're telling me like they're doing their, they can be really type A and they're like, I'm sticking to this routine and and it's not working. And then, you know, you have to ask like, are you like, how stressed are you? Like maybe you'd benefit maybe more from just like a massage, a relaxing evening, like, you know, like, are you so stressed? You're not even going to the bathroom. Like it can be little things like that. That's like leading to these, this like block in the body. So it's, it's such a complex topic. My body connection is so real. Yeah. Yeah. And we are both like so into that. So we're so excited to just talk to more experts in the field. And I think this like poses a good question and maybe a good endpoint. Like let us know in the notes, what kind of professional advice you guys would be interested in. We would love to bring on skin experts, but also maybe people in nutrition and health because it is the whole big picture. So if that is of interest to you or you have someone in mind, let us know. Yeah, definitely. I want to hear. I want to know what everybody wants to hear from us. And I would love, oh my gosh, how fun to have, to have guests on that speak about skin and health and wellness and exercise and all that kind of stuff. So that, that's great, Tess. I would love to hear from everybody what you, what you guys want to hear and who you want to hear it from. Yes. And now that we are on Spotify and iTunes, right? Um, Yeah. Gives people more of an option to leave reviews. So We are so excited and thank you guys for all of your support in this process. Yes. We, we're so excited. We talk every day about how excited we are. Yeah, we love it. And we really appreciate the support, especially in these beginning stages when maybe yeah. things aren't 100% hiccup free and nope. <laughs> we just appreciate, we love you guys and just thank you so much for listening and taking time out of your day. Yes. And bearing with us through all my mic peaks and whatever like it really means a lot that you guys are here for the content and you understand our intentions which is to educate and um hopefully motivate people who are in our shoes at one point so we look forward to that yes well awesome well thank you guys for listening i think let's wrap it up tess we've been talking for a long time Yeah, we have. Okay, thank you guys. We love you and we'll talk to you in the next one. Bye.